Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome to Project Recovery, a podcast about addiction. More importantly, it's about recovery. I'm Casey Scott. That's Dr. Matt Woolley. And you know what they say, Dr. Matt? What do they say? Information is power. Ooh, yeah. So I, I feel think like, I learned that on Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, a bill is just a bill on Capitol Hill. That's the one. Um, but you've got some stuff that you brought that you want to talk about. This is going to be one of those episodes where we're not going to hear somebody's story. Not a story episode, true. Uh, this is one where you just kind of regale us with uh, information uh, well, that you gather. Because uh, what people don't realize is that project recovery for us is a passion. Yes. It's something that we enjoy doing. Right. Uh, we've both got other jobs. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because we've uh, got to pay the bills. But this is something we do because uh, I do it because it keeps me grounded and rooted in the recovery world. And it gives me an opportunity to give back to yep. those who have given me so much. And you do it because you're a good friend of mine. That is that is how we started. But I, I'll be honest with you. It's become a highlight of my week. It gives me something different to do. And I love I love it. I always walk out from these recording sessions uh, in a positive way. I always feel enlightened. Uh, and it, it just it was like, yeah, it's fun because because so many times we sit down and we hear people telling the stories of their life. And uh, often that it, there's a rock bottom in there and, and some darkness and yeah. stuff that you go, how, how could. How do they come back? And then inevitably they come back. And, and, and not only that, they come back bigger, better, and stronger. And that's what's so amazing yeah. is that recovery will provide that to you if you give into it and you fight for it. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, without, without fail, uh, it, is, it ends on a high note because we have guests on this show that are doing great things and seeing how their life turns around, hearing – Sometimes the creative ways that they've gotten up Sober Mountain uh, are inspiring to me and to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, since we don't have a guest. I'll be a little personal. I'll share the fact that today, uh, this morning, before coming into the show, I was dealing with somebody who was actively suicidal no. and trying to um, let me know, but not be willing to go get help. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, that puts somebody like me in, in a pretty um, powerless situation because I, I can't drive. Like that's not, first of all, not appropriate or possible for me to drive around and find people and strong arm them into the hospital or something, right? Like I can't do that. We can't do that. There are emergency services available. So some days 
you know, it's worked out, by the way. <clears throat> the person eventually went to the emergency room uh, and is getting some help. I And I'm waiting for updates on that right now. But to, to be honest with you, sometimes, like anybody, your job is stressful, right? You know, it feel you get a little down and or you get a little stressed out. Let's be honest, it doesn't work. <clears throat> and sometimes it doesn't always work out. And so I think that I enjoy and look forward to doing this show Partly because no matter what else is going on in my life or my my work life or my personal life, I get to come in here. I get to hang out with you. You're an optimist. You're you're an upbeat person. I uh, get to be around Josh. He's young and sexy and cool. And so he tells get, us what what's hip. What's yeah, hip. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, shows us what he wears, what we can't wear right. anymore. Right. Josh dresses like the mannequin in the store. Like when you walk in the, the store, mannequin you, wishes. But when you walk in there, you're like, that looks good on the mannequin, but it'll never look right. like that on me. I can't wear that. That looks good on Josh. That looks good on Josh. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So Josh likes to show us up and you know make us remember days gone by. <clears throat> but uh, I, our guests are such a, a, an important part of my week because I get a little high off of their high, mm-hmm. and, and their high is a good, healthy high because they're in recovery, and it's it's just so fun. We've had some recent guests that are doing amazing things. Last week's guest, uh, you know, doing doing great stuff in our community. It, it's a lot of fun for me. You know, I, lately a lot of people have been reaching out, and I know I say that every podcast, uh, but it seems like more and more uh, each week are, are are trying to figure out uh, what recovery looks like on them, mm-hmm. or if 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 they should go into recovery, or do they have a problem? And I always tell people, I go, listen, it's not easy. And anybody who tells you that it's easy is lying to you. Right. It, it it's not. Right. Is it worth it? A hundred percent. Yeah. And that'll go back to another podcast we just did recently where uh, resistance pr- promotes strength. That's right. And, and growth. And that's what it is. And so and pressure is a privilege. Pressure is a privilege. And yeah. so it's those kind of things that make me want to come in and do this. But I also love when you bring the educational aspect to it. Well, like you said, information is power. And I really believe that. Knowledge, no, 100%. Knowledge is power. When you, If you're willing, I think the biggest stumbling blocks we have as adults are stop when we stop learning mm-hmm. when we just give in to things like emotions or opinions or what we wish was true or ignorance or, or ego yeah all, all of, that, of those play all of it. those things so it's nice to at least what do we know about things so i brought in three uh three bits of of current knowledge all of this research has come out in either this month or in the last two months uh so it's very current stuff and i'm gonna i'm gonna have you choose Okay. okay. I like Sometimes it. you make me choose stories. I'm going to make you choose. Do you want to hear about cancer risk and alcohol? Do you want to hear about, ooh, pot smokers and lung damage? Or marijuana use and, and is it good for chronic pain? Ooh. Where do we start? Uh, do, uh, the producer, Josh, yeah. says he wants to go with... Uh, I didn't really give him an option to I know, pipe but in. We're you know, a team here. Okay. We're going to go with two all and right. three, if you will. All right, two and three. Okay, I'm, we're going we're gonna to hit, hit them all. But let's start with uh, buzzkill, lung damage looks worse in pot smokers. <gasps> because now, the big thing is when people smoke pot... It's organic 
Casey. Don't, yeah, they go, it's organic, it's man. Good don't for panic. You. So the thing is, is when you're smoking cigarettes, man, they put a lot of other stuff in there, man. And that's what's causing the cancer. And that's right. what's getting in there and mm-hmm. doing it. This stuff, it comes from the earth, man. Do not panic. It's organic. <laughs> if it rhymes, you know it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so recent research shows, actually, and I'll just read this, regular smokers of marijuana appear to be at greater risk for lung damage than other people who smoke tobacco alone. I'm wondering uh, if there's any truth to, to to most cigarettes have filters, right? You know what I mean. Uh, there's tobacco, then there's a filter, and you're sucking everything through the filter, and mm-hmm. supposedly the filters, you know, catching all the bad stuff, mm-hmm. or that's the purpose, or that's what they're saying to you, right? Um, not that I've seen, um, but I'm not in that world. Uh, I don't know many marijuana joints that have filters. <laughs> I don't I, think they come with filters. And, I, yeah. and, and you know, so I'm, I'm wondering if that plays into it, but so I don't know. This study, this study included people who are flame to flower, people who are actually smoking, uh, versus this didn't include like vaping. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But this, this is whether you're using a bong or a joint or a pipe, you know, that kind of traditional smoking. And what they found was uh, pretty interesting. That it may so. First of all, let me say emphysema. Ninety three percent of marijuana smokers in this study had emphysema. Wow! So that's 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 higher. a high percentage. Well, yeah, sixty seven percent of just the tobacco smokers. So that's an increase of you know thirty percent. So that's wow. pretty significant. That's almost everybody in the study uh, who uh, smoked marijuana only had had that. Um, so it was a little tough. They they had a hard time finding people that didn't smoke cigarettes and only smoked marijuana because there's a lot of crossover there. But of the people who just smoked marijuana, most of them, the vast majority, had um, had emphysema, which is actually higher than than uh, tobacco. So the, the question was put to them. It's like, well, how could this be, right? Because, like, tobacco does have chemicals and additives. additives. Yeah, sure, there are filters, but... We've known forever that, you know, tobacco causes lung cancer and emphysema and, and other sort of breathing problems. Here's a fun fact for you, because I used to be a smoker. For uh, a long time. How long, long time? did you smoke? 20 years. A pack and a half a day. Yeah. And uh, when, I used, when I smoked, uh, you have Marlboro Lights, Marlboro Mediums, and Marlboro Reds. Right. And the way they sold it to you, that was Marlboro Lights weren't as bad as Marlboro Mediums, but Marlboro Mediums weren't as bad as Marlboro Reds. And so there was reds consi- were the worst. Yeah, the okay. reds. And so there were, but now you can't like you can't go in and buy cigarettes and say I want lights. That's not an option anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. No, How yeah, come? no. Now, now they're just different colors. And so the, the, because lights, not a real thing. So they got you're busted not, on yeah, selling. Yeah, selling you're, a you're lie. not buying a, a, a diet yeah. cigarette. You know what I mean? Yeah, I this is say, all just it, bad. It for sounds you. like yeah, yeah. but it was all marketing. Should, yeah. and, and you know, and, and right. you want to talk about some of the best marketers in the world? Oh yeah, it's alcohol and tobacco. You Definitely, I mean? those guys are yeah, they're you, making their money. If you listen to them only, yeah, you would only be smoking and drinking. Yeah, we would be smoking cigarettes, running marathons, playing beach volleyball with chicks in bikinis. Right. <laughs> And that's not what you did for 20 no. years, I don't think. Yeah, no. yeah. Never. They, they, they lied. They Can did. you believe it? They did. Yeah, they lied. Well, guess who else is lying? Who? Everybody who smokes marijuana. Okay. Okay. Um, I realize that it may be different sorts of bad, but they're actually finding that it is outpacing. The damage it does to your lungs is outpacing uh, cigarettes. To, yeah, tobacco smokers. And one theory is, and this is just a theory, they don't fully understand why we're seeing such high levels of damage in in pot smoker lungs. But 
And apparently the kids don't say pot anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, what do they say? Um, you, you're up on all the weed, kids. Weed, dank. Weed? Dank? I don't know. Okay. But uh, it's how it's smoked might be part of the reason. So with with cigarettes, it's sort of breathe in, breathe out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hold it in a little bit. But you're not really supposed to. It's supposed to be so, more of a breath. Yeah. You know more about this than me. Yeah. So how do you, how do, what's the difference in how you smoke a cigarette versus how you smoke marijuana? Well, a, a, like c- the a, method. a cigarette was more of a breath. Like, <sighs> right. When Just you smoke in weed, out, right? you're supposed to hold it. Yeah. You force it down. You pressure. You hold it. And you, how long do you hold it? As I long, don't know. As long as you can, right? Yeah. 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 Looks like you've done that before. No. <laughs> well, at least you know what you're talking about. You probably watch TV. I watched a lot it's of TV growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, the thought is that pushing it into the lungs and holding pressure down actually causes the little the little pieces, little bits of uh, tissue and stuff in your lungs to deteriorate faster. Well, you, you, you smoke it different. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So we've all seen... We've all seen uh, you know, Pineapple Express. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. So uh, so anyway, that I thought was interesting because I get a little tired or maybe a lot tired is more accurate of hearing people talk about how marijuana is this miracle thing and it's good for everybody and we should all be doing it. And, I and think the reality would... is that in some ways it is worse than smoking cigarettes because I have heard for years from everybody, including some professionals, that smoking weed is better for you than smoking cigarettes. And now we're finding that's actually not the case. Well, then that's going to bring us to our next uh, conversation topic is, is, is smoking weed for chronic pain. Now, mm-hmm. now, now, here's where this is going to get dicey. Because, yes, I do believe that it would help you with your chronic pain. Do I think marijuana is probably better for you than opioids? Yes. Is there other alternatives out there or whatever? But I always have a problem with anybody who uses a blanket statement. Right. Where they go, this is better. No, I think every individual in every situation is different. And you've got to figure out what's going to be the best for you. It's much like recovery. What's going to work for you and best for your lifestyle? And all of them can be abused and all of them are. Right, right. No, they can be. They are abused, and some of it's what your, <clears throat> excuse me, body brings to it. You know mm-hmm. what what your own metabolism brings to the mix of the substance that you're using. Everybody processes it different. I mean, I could sit down with five different guys and all have five shots in front of us, and it is going to act different in all of our bodies. Yeah. And it, it, it's not like the f- one guy could take five shots and you wouldn't even know he had five shots. Right. Another person could take five shots and you're going to be picking them up off the floor all night. Some of that's physiology. 
Some of that's also psychology. Like if you want to have a good time, if you're out to have a good time, uh, it's uh, weirdly that alcohol hits you in a a different way. Whereas somebody who's had a really hard day and maybe they're feeling down, it's going to hit them in a different way. And some people have built a tolerance Mm -hmm. over years and other people don't. And some people's metabolism is faster and that alcohol starts flowing. I love people go, it's not a science. Well, no, actually, it is a science. It is a science. <laughs> That's exactly science. what it is. Well, let's it's talk real science. quick. Let's talk quick about this uh, little, it, it's more of a blip on uh, is cannabinoid use based medicines are they good for pain right are they so that's that's the question and i'll just tell you in the world of research um the ultimate thing we're usually looking for is uh, multiple double blind studies of something Mm -hmm. meaning that we have a bunch of different studies and double blind means that it's the real scientific method where we're testing things in a way that the the researchers aren't sure what they're testing. So you have kind of this blind outcome and we can trust the outcome. The results are what the results are, not not because of anything else. By somebody's opinion as much. But prior to that, questions start getting answered, especially anything that has to do with social science, which drug use does. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact of the matter is most of our lives, there wasn't any really good research on marijuana because it was illegal. And the, the the research was limited. And now that it's legalized in many states, one of the positive things about that is that most uh, research universities have the opportunity to get grants and do real studies on marijuana. But this so what happens then is the questions start getting answered and people start coming up with preliminary data. And they're like, you know, this looks a little strange or this looks like this. And so they start suggesting the double blind scientific studies happening. So this is one of those studies that's suggesting we need further research. Okay. Okay. So I just want to be clear about that. This is not a definitive thing. But what they're saying here is that the interest in using marijuana for pain has far outpaced our information about using marijuana for pain. So everybody's like, hey, let's do that. And I think some of that is because of the opioid epidemic. And we've realized how harmful and addictive and how actually using opioids over time increases pain receptors in the brain, which is crazy if you think about that. It, it's your brain is saying, you know, I'm going to increase pain just so you give me more opioids. Yeah. So people have been scrambling for alternatives. Uh, we do know that uh, meditation and mindfulness are as effective in many ways. And we're going to talk more about that in some future sessions uh, for pain management. But guess what? It's hard work. Yeah. That you just, you're not, that you, it's like it's going not a to turnkey operation. It's yeah. like, hey, if you want to get, you know, big pecs, it's going to take a while. You're not going to get that just this weekend going to the gym, right? Right. And so you got to work at it. And same thing. So that's not always a real great option for people because they want pain management now, which so is understandable. What it sounds like is with the information that we've got from the past in opioids and the new information coming out about cannabis, uh, the, the pendulum has swung way over to the other side mm-hmm. because they go, well, this one, we know all the bad stuff that happens. Yeah. So this one seems to be like uh, less, less problematic and maybe it, you know it's more seems more natural right but oh, we don't man. have the research on that like we did then so but it's guess what we do know what the cbd part of it yeah. is bunk like they're saying here right now for pain management anything you know how there's all the cbd stuff everywhere the oils and the 
sandwiches. I don't know what they have, but they've got CBD stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't do anything for pain. You are killing a bunch of housewives right now who just started a CBD company. I know. And you're going to have people that are writing. It may do other things. Oh, man. But it does not. That is Dr. Matt Woolley at (laughs) ProjectRecovery.com. It may do other things, but as far as pain management, nope. And so the, the most studied aspect of marijuana is THC, of course. Mm-hmm. And we do know that THC promotes better sleep, increases your appetite, uh, gives you that high feeling. Euphoric. Euphoric. And guess what the technical term is? Influences anxiety. Why don't they say reduces anxiety? Why do they say influences anxiety? Because I think it promotes anxiety. It can go either way. Right. Oh. Right. So, and it can go either way on either time you use it. So that's another thing that's problematic about this is some people say, well, I don't use it for pain management. I use it for anxiety management. And I felt better when I've taken it. I was like, well, you got sleepy and you probably got a little munchy and you felt that euphoric feeling. But the reality is eventually you're going to have what's called a paradoxical effect. You're going to get paranoid and anxious as heck. Why do I feel like I'm sitting on the couch in your front room and you're telling me that woes about drugs? That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, but, but I think it's important to have this information because so many people blindly accept it. Because well, whatever they read in want, the headlines or a neighbor or a everybody friend. Everybody wants magic in life. Yeah, they want, they right? want that magic pill, that special yeah. pill that's going to take it all away. Which is one of the things that led so many people into their addiction because they were uncomfortable in their own skin or they had anxiety yeah. or they they had we trauma. want a quick fix. Yes. We want magic. Magic is awesome. I love stories about magic. I love movies about magic. I would love to have magical cures of things in my life. Uh, I don't think human beings will ever stop hoping and wanting for that. The reality is anything you put into your body has an effect and multiple effects. Even things like aspirin can have multiple side effects on you that you don't plan to have happen. Well, when you think about all the drugs that we are currently using, when they were first introduced, they were usually introduced for something rather than what we're using for. Right. Like right. Viagra or, uh, I mean... Prozac or yeah. lots of different things. And the truth is, uh, we should study them. I, I am not, I'm not anti-marijuana as much as I am pro-science. Yeah. Does that make sense? 100%. Like, if we can prove that elements of marijuana like THC or CBD or some of the other cannabinoid aspects to it do something healthy and positive for us, I think that's great. We ought to study that and use it in, a, in the way that we know it works. The problem is so many people have been so interested in, in, doing, uh, in getting benefit, whether it's pain management, anxiety management, whatever, they like that euphoric feeling that they get from marijuana. It seems more natural, and I understand the temptation to want to say it does everything. I'm not the, saying the guy the who sold you the weed is, out of the back of his VW van was lying to you, but you <laughs> might want to get a second opinion. Chances are, <laughs> chances are high. High, no pun intended. But um, the reality is, even in a store now where we in Utah, you can get a, you can get a medical, me- card. medical card and you can go buy it. And even then, we don't really know all of the things because the desire has outpaced the science and the science is starting to catch up. Science takes a while and we're finally learning kind of what it does and doesn't do. So I would say stay tuned, but don't buy the the idea hook, line and sinker that, that marijuana or THC or CBD is going to do everything that it's advertised. And in fact, in some cases, you might end up with higher risk for lung disease, 
uh, emphysema, things like that, anxiety. and anxiety. So it, the, I have talked to so many people, many, many, many people personally and seen the research that shows if you smoke chronically, eventually it's going to flip on you and you're going to have a really bad experience. And so there are probably other ways. They're a little harder called therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, meditation, other more natural ways to affect your body that you're not putting something in there. So I, I guess it is a plug for that. And then final, I know Josh is saying we got to go, but here's the thing. The last thing is, did you know, we'll ask Josh this because he knows so much stuff. Pull your mic over, He's buddy. He's a smart guy. Uh, Josh, would you say <clears throat> that uh, drinking alcohol, just generally alcohol, it increases the risk for cancer, decreases the risk for cancer, or it's the same? I'm going to say increase only because alcohol is not, it's not a natural thing that we should be putting in our body and especially the way smart. we overconsume. And He's see, I would have said no, because yeah. most people will tell you a glass of wine is good for the heart. So right here, less than a third of Americans were aware that cancer uh, risk is higher if you drink alcohol. Less than a third of people knew that. Yeah, I, I didn't. And a lot of people have have heard that you know some types of alcohol like f- the found in red wine and things might the be healthy antioxidants man antioxidants right you can get those in cranberry juice but whatever um but um they actually some people actually think it decreases the risk of cancer because they've misunderstood the things they've heard but in fact uh, it doesn't matter what kind of alcohol you're drinking all of them increase uh, your risk for cancer. So I I actually hadn't seen that broken down uh, like that uh, before, and I, it was just kind of interesting to me that they broke it down by beer, wine, and spirits. All three uh, affect increase your your risk for cancer, and that less than a third, so less than thirty percent of us Americans even knew that. Well, thanks for the information, Dr. Buzzkill. I mean, Dr. Woolley. <laughs> a buzzkill, but unless you're about science, then that was exciting. That was exciting. And we want to say thank you for stopping by and listening to us on another episode of Project Recovery. Have a great day. We love you and we mean it. In case you forgot, Project Recovery is what? It's a KSL podcast. For now. of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician, licensed therapist, or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this program. KSL does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless, and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. 
but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.